0: If your dog has ever convinced you to feed it dinner again because you got too stoned to remember if you fed it the first time, go ahead and click subscribe. Here we go podcast world welcome back i'm your host rasta jeff this of course is episode 801 of the grow from your heart podcast thanks again for joining me i've got a fun episode lined up for us in this episode we're going to talk a little bit about white flies and we're going to talk a little bit about pollination and we're also going to give away free seeds that's right i've teamed up with our friends at seedsherenow.com to give away free iry genetic seeds hang out we'll talk more about the seed giveaway later in this episode Before we get too far, I do want to send a big thank you for all of the comments, the love and support on episode 800. Thank you. That was a big milestone for me. I'm super proud to have made it that far. Thank you for all the compliments, the words of encouragement, all of the feedback. I do appreciate that. Cheers, you guys. Here's to another 800 episodes. Keep listening. There's no reason for me to stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Thanks again for all of the support. I also want to remind you that Team Irie Genetics will be at the Dude Grows Cup June 3rd in LaPorte, Colorado, just outside of Fort Collins. That's right. Team Irie Genetics will be at the Dude Grows Cup. Come hang out with us at the Dude Grows Cup. Give me a high five. Give me a fist bump. Take a selfie. Grab some seeds if you need them. I look forward to seeing you at the Dude Grows Cup June 3rd in LaPorte, Colorado. Of course, all of the information is at DGC Cup. Dot com. If you can't make it to the DGC Cup, make sure you check out my website, iredirect.com. There will be a fresh restock and a new drop on iRedirect.com. By the time this episode comes out, there is brand new stuff on iRedirect.com. There will be two new strains and a fresh stock of orange gasm. The orange gasm will be back by the time this episode drops. There will be orange gasm, lemon Jeffrey, golden goat. There should be some chemical cocktail up there. By the time you get to the website, there is some bubble goat up there. There are a lot of great feminized options and two brand new regular seed offerings. So make sure you go check out iRedirect.com. And of course, join the newsletter so you can stay up to date with all of the fresh drops, restocks, and of course the Patreon members do get the coupon codes at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, go check iRedirect now because of the a lot of the things will sell out very Quickly. All right, I think that is all of the business part we've got here at the start of the show. Let's jump into your favorite part of the podcast, the listener email portion of the show. I've got a bunch of great emails here in front of me. The first question here in front of me came from our friend Shannon. This one did come from the Grow Help tab on the Irie Genetics website. That's right, if you go to IREgenetics.com, there are a bunch of tabs at the top. One of them says Questions or Help. Click on that tab. You'll be able to answer a few preliminary questions. We ask, what kind of question do you have? Where are you growing? What kind of lights? What stage of, uh, are you in veg or flower? What week are you in? We ask a few questions just to help me answer your question a little bit more clearly. I get some details. So this one came from our friend Shannon. We can skip all of the preliminary questions that were answered because these don't really affect my answer. I do understand this question and I do have a good solution. Our friend Shannon says, Rasta Jeff. I think I have a problem with white flies and I've begun treatment as such, but I am wondering if there's anything that can be mistaken for white flies. That's a really good question. It does go on to say, however, I do know the difference between fungus gnats and white flies. It is definitely not fungus gnats because I have done a podcast recently uh, in the past trying to talk about fungus gnats and white flies. We're trying to treat for both. I said it's very important to identify the pest which you are attacking. That way we can attack properly. So they do know that it is not fungus gnats. There's a big difference there. It also says, also, I've become quite a fan and I appreciate your work and efforts in the pot world. The first episode I ever saw was number 713 about mother plants. Well, I'm glad you discovered the podcast. I'm glad you're watching. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for learning and extra thanks for the great question here because this is a great topic to talk about here on the show. It says, PS, you can use my name too. I'm digging your work from Canada. So big shout out to our friend Shannon from Canada. Thank you for the great question. Um, it sounds like you do know the difference between fungus gnats and white flies. There are not a lot of other things that will be confused or look like white flies. Sometimes an aphid can look like a white fly, but here is the main difference. Aphids do not fly. The main difference is that these white flies are going to fly. If you take something, your hand, your arm, or maybe a stick, and you hit the plants, little white things come flying up and out of the plant that look like ashes? If so, those are white flies. They look like a little piece of rice. They look like an ash and they fly around in the grow. They fly around a lot. Now, if we have definitely identified that those are white flies, let's talk a little bit about treatment because just identifying them is only the start of the mission. Let me talk about one thing here. A friend of mine was facing white flies and he said, I put yellow sticky traps all over the room, but it is not working. Absolutely. Yellow sticky traps are not meant to eradicate a pest. Yellow sticky traps are there to uh, indicate the presence of a pest. Those yellow sticky traps should be yellow and pest free. Maybe one day you'll see a couple of bugs on there. You'll go, hey, there's something in here. I need to pay attention. You mark down how many you saw. Make a mental note. There were about 10 of these specific bugs on this yellow sticky trap yesterday morning. Pay attention. How many there are there in the evening? How many are there tomorrow morning? How many are there the next day? Or a couple landing, you're going to get a couple of bugs stuck to your yellow sticky trap. But if you've got 10 the first day, 50 the next day, 150 the next day, we've got an increasing problem. It is time to do something. Those yellow sticky cards are only indicators of the presence of pests. They are not there to eradicate, eliminate, or minimize a pest infestation anyway. That is to let you know hey, there's bugs here, bro. That's like having some footsteps in the snow, is all that those guys are. So, Let's start by identifying the white flies. We know they're there. We've seen them on the yellow sticky traps. Now let's talk about ways to eradicate these white flies. The first thing I would do is defoliate. The white flies are on the leaves. Let's take off the leaves. Any big leaf you don't need, any leaf with a purple petiole, let's get that leaf right out of there. Let's strip the plants, clean it up. Let's put all of those leaves into a sealed container and get that as far from the grow as possible. If you could burn that shit, That would be ideal, but I understand that is not possible for everybody. Don't just go throw it in the backyard. Don't throw that bag of leaves in the basement. Don't just abandon that bag. That bag is contaminated. Let's get that shit far, far from our ganja plants, far, far from the grow. Then also, once you're done doing that, change clothes, clean up. Let's not take a bunch of white flies right back into the grow after we just did work. Step number one, let's heavily defoliate any plant that is affected by the white flies and also consider defoliating the other plants that may not be as heavily affected let's minimize the opportunities let's take away their hangout spots let's not leave a lot of opportunities for them to go so the first thing we want to do is do some defoliation so the next thing i would do is kind of a wild idea it's super fun to watch somebody do this if you got a buddy that can get you on camera record this post it tag me it will be really funny This sounds wild, but I do this. I have done this. This is how I get rid rid of white flies. I haven't had white flies in a long time. I have done this. There's actually video somewhere on Instagram of me doing this. I get a long stick, whatever kind of long stick you've got. A couple of feet long is what I needed for my grow space. I also got a shop vac with a long wand on it. Uh, That way I can control where I'm pointing. You guys may be able to see where I'm going with this. I turn on the shop vac. I start smacking the plants with the stick, and then I hold the shop vac up toward the light. Guess what? All those white flies fly out of the plant. They head up to the light. Then guess what? Right into the shop vac and they're gone. Sometimes I'll kind of wave that shop vac around the canopy. Be careful not to suck up plant matter. Don't get leaves stuck in there. Keep it moving. Be careful about it. Just kind of feather across the top of the plants, brother. And you will suck up a lot of those white flies. Keep tapping. They'll keep flying. Give them a minute to settle. Watch where they land. Get the, uh, the vacuum kind of near there again. And then tap them and they'll go flying right into the vacuum. This is very effective. Make sure that you've got a vacuum with a filter in it. Some of the shop vacs will shoot those white flies right out of the other end of the shop vac and just shoot them into your other grow space. Don't do that. Have a filter on there. Have some sort of way to catch those white flies once they're sucked into your shop vac. If you don't have a shop vac, a normal house vacuum will work. Put that attachment on it to where the one you use to clean the curtains or the corners or whatever. Put that attachment on there. Get in there. Suck up those white flies. So now we have defoliated. We've taken away most of their home. Now we have also shot vacuum, which was kind of an assassination. We went in there and just got rid of most of them. We took out a lot of them. There's still going to be a few uh, stragglers. People are going to hang out. Let's talk about spray applications that I would recommend to help minimize and eradicate this white fly infestation. The first product I'm going to recommend is Evergreen. Evergreen is a great product. It's a pyrethrin-based product. The reason evergreen is going to work very well for the whiteflies is because they like to congregate on the bottoms of the leaves. If you spray the evergreen on the underside of the leaves, it will be sticky. It'll be an undesirable habitat, an undesirable environment for the whiteflies. They simply won't want to be there. Also, it's toxic to them. They're not going to want to hang out. So get the undersides of your leaves. When you apply the pesticide, get it. uh, I'm going to recommend somewhere between 15 and 30 milliliters of evergreen per gallon of water in a pump sprayer, shake the shit out of it and apply that to your plants. When you spray it, start at the bottom of the plant and work your way up and make sure to spray the undersides of the leaves. And since we're dealing with white flies, also spray the main stalk and the stalks if you can. What this is gonna do, you need to spray the bottom of the leaves because that is where the pests hang out the most. Start at the bottom and work your way up. This way we know that we're coating the entire plant. We're getting everything uh, covered in pesticide. And by starting at the bottom, you spray it, start at the bottom and it doesn't drip from the top to the bottom. It'll actually work your way up and you can see what, where you've applied a pesticide. You can make it more effective that way by starting at the bottom. And get the undersides of the leaves is very important. So I would start off with an evergreen spray. Then if that didn't work or if that is not available to you, the spray product from Mammoth BioControl, the Mammoth Pesticide Spray. I cannot think of the name. I think I wrote it down. What's it called? Mammoth Canna Control is a great product. That will work for your white flies one thing we're going to have to do we're going to have to spray every third day until these white flies are gone you have to be persistent they're not going to go away on the first application we'll defoliate we'll shop vac we'll get rid of a nice percentage then our first application of evergreen should get rid of a lot of them there should be a few stragglers they're going to be eggs are going to be babies they're going to reproduce we got to kill them it's going to take a couple of sprays first spray i would go for is evergreen then in three days I would rotate. I would use the, uh, what is it called? The Mammoth Cannon Control if that's available to you. If not, go right back in with that Evergreen and spray that again. That will get rid of them. Also, Botanigard Max is another great pot product to put into the rotation here. Now let's talk about some more uh, gentle and simpler products that we can use to eradicate the white flies. Something that works very good, very well in my opinion, is a product known as Mosquito Dunks. They are sold at most places that sell anything to do with plants or gardening, Uh, all of your big box stores, your Lowe's, your Home Depot, uh, whatever's in your neighborhood, they will have mosquito dunks. You can also get them at Target. If you can get them at a mom and pop hardware shop in your area, we always recommend that. Go spend your money in your community. Don't give it to the big corporate box store, but they got all the shit. That's why we go there. So I guarantee that those stores will have it. They're called mosquito dunks. They're sold on a red card and they look like little donuts. I think there's about six donuts in the package. There could be three. Three to six donuts in the package. They look like a little, like a donut or a hamster lick or a bird feed or something like that. Don't eat it. Don't lick it. Don't feed it to your pets. We're going to use this to kill white flies. What I recommend you do with this, I put it in a baggie, uh, a thick baggie, not like a sandwich baggie, a dope baggie. I use a gallon Ziploc bag, it's kind of thicker. Then I wrap that in newspaper. Then I use a mallet to crush up the mosquito dunk. I want it into small bits. Then it will take those small bits and put that directly into water. I'll stir it up. I'll let it sit. I'll let that uh, mosquito dunk kind of break up. After a while, it just starts to fall apart like a turd in the water. It'll just come apart. It'll become flaky and disintegrate in there. Then I'll get a stick and I'll stir it up. Then I'll add my other nutrients to the mix. I might just put my nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, calcium, molybdenum. I'll throw it all in there. Whatever I'm feeding might just go right into this mix, right along with my mosquito dunks. Then I will water that into the soil and that will definitely help get rid of all of those white flies. They will not want to go back into the soil. So at this point we've defoliated, we've shop vac. Now we've sprayed the leaves. The leaves are now undesirable for these white flies. And we've also drenched our soil with the mosquito dunks, which has got a beneficial bacteria in there. That product will work very well to help get rid of the white flies. It's very cost-effective. Uh, It's very affordable and very effective. Also, another product that will work very good for your white flies is Monterey Garden Spray. Monterey Garden Spray contains a bacteria called spinosad, and spinosad is very effective against most pests that we're going to encounter in our cannabis grows. So let's recap a little bit because I feel like I gave you a lot of information, and I also feel like I'm going super-duper fast. The first thing I would do, defoliate, get rid of the leaves. If there are no hotel rooms, there's nowhere to stay. The bugs will leave. Then hit them with the shop vac. Tap the plants, shop vac those little fuckers as they come flying out. Then hit them with the pesticide. Then maybe also get in there and hit them with the shop vac again. If you've got time, why not? Shop vac the shit out of them. Then in three days, hit them with the pesticide. Also, the first time you hit them with that pesticide, give them a soil drench from those mosquito dunks. Now we've uh, taken away their hotels. We've made it undesirable. We've shot back the shit out of them to eradicate most of the population. Now, we're spraying a pesticide to make the leaves undesirable, and we're also drenching the soil. There's nowhere for the white flies to go. They're going to get the fuck out of there. Now, our other option, if you are opposed to spraying a pesticide, or maybe you're too late into flower and you don't want to do that, the other option, of course, is to release predator bugs. The predator bugs will come in and eradicate those white flies. And if you do choose to go the beneficial insect route, I definitely recommend Green lace wings to get rid of the white flies. Also, there is another uh, predator mite called the Swirky. The Swirky. I want to say Swirky. S W I R R K I. Very close to that. That guy will definitely get in there and eradicate those white flies. The Swirky. Those guys do thrive in warm environments. So if you've got a hot grow space, which you probably do, which is probably contributing to the white flies. The swirky's A dot Swirky. Those bad motherfuckers will get in there and eat the shit out of your white flies. Of course, my first recommendation is the green lace wings. And if you do release their lace wings, um, I may go for the live lace wings that are active already because you've got a white fly infestation. Any other time, I recommend the cards. I like when they hatch. The eggs come on the cards, they hatch, they turn into these little dinosaur alligators, and those things are super hungry and they're interesting to watch. Most of the time, that's what I recommend. I may go for straight for the living lace wings at this point just to eradicate these white flies. That's what I would use to eliminate these white flies. White flies are not a huge problem, but they can become a huge problem. They carry more pests. Uh, if you've got a small problem, the white flies will compound every problem. And if you've got a problem with one plant, the white flies will definitely move that problem to all of your plants now i do understand that a lot of us will be in different phases of the cannabis production we may be in veg we may be in early flower mid flower or late flower that does make a big difference of course later in flower that's when i recommend those beneficial insects in veg early flower that's when i will recommend the evergreen or the uh what else was the other one that i said the botanic guard max or the botanic guard uh wp which has also got the Bavaria bassiana in there which will be very effective against the white flies so early in flower i would go with the evergreen i would go with the mammoth canic control spray later in flower i may go with the botanaguard max products the guard products because they don't have oils they're focusing more on the beneficial bacteria and the fungus which is in that product and i would rather smoke that than the oils honestly it's going to have a less uh, detrimental effect on flavor and uh, less detrimental effect on the final product those beneficial bacterias will dissipate they'll get destroyed by the air uh, they'll get destroyed by the wind and the light those oils are going to stay there they're going to taste terrible in your final product so I would recommend something like the Guard Max. Of course, if you have to go late in flower, I never recommend spraying late in flower, but sometimes you've got to do what you have got to do. If the whiteflies are not destroying your garden later in flower, maybe write it out. Unless, of course, you've got a perpetual cycle, that's always something to think about. But earlier in, earlier in the phase, I would go with evergreen. As it gets a little bit later, I would work my way into the Botanigard and the Bavaria bossiana beneficial bacterias as my defense. All right. I think I've covered this question. The main question was, can I identify that they are white flies? I don't have a picture, but if they fly around like ashes, if they look like little, uh, just white bugs flying around, that's a white fly, bro. We've got to treat for the white flies. All right, my friend Shannon, thank you for the great content. I do want to remind you that you win a free pack of seeds. That's right. If you send a message to the Grow Help tab on Iry Genetics or iRedirect.com and I read your message here on the podcast, that means that you win a free pack of Iry Genetic seeds. Of course, that giveaway is sponsored by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. Big shout out to SeedsHereNow.com. Shannon, please do send me your real name for the shipping box and an address to ship these seeds out to you. I appreciate your support. All right, I've got another great question here in front of me. This one also came from the Grow Help tab on Irie Genetics. This one came from our friend Flaccid Jack. That's an interesting name. Let's keep it moving. It says, Rasta Jeff, I just discovered your podcast and I love it. Thank you for listening, bro. There's a lot of episodes to go catch up on. So head back toward the back of the catalog and start listening and listen to all of the episodes. Can't wait to see what you think about some of the older content. It says, you've got more actual Grow Talk than most podcasts. Thank you. I know I do get rambly. Uh, I cut out the shout outs at the start of the show because I noticed that was throwing people off and people wouldn't listen. Uh, But I try to stay focused and talk about cannabis cultivation. I don't try to overload you with commercials and shit to buy. Of course, I want you to buy my seeds, but uh, we covered that at the start of the show. There's no reason to keep rambling about that. And I also feel like when you have a problem and a grow, I don't need to sell you a product. I need to give you, of course, I just told you things to spray on your shit for the last problem, but I'm not sponsored by those companies. They don't pay me. Nobody gave me any money to recommend those products. I recommend them because they work and that's what matters. I want you to grow the best cannabis you can grow. I've got this gift of I can read something and comprehend it and put it to use and I feel like I can uh, repeat and regurgitate uh, things that I've read and my experiences in an educational way that everybody can follow along. So uh, thanks for thinking there's more grow talk than most other shows. I'm not paid to advertise anything but seeds here now. And of course, I try to advertise my own seed line because that's uh, what I'm gonna do. But but you're right, let's stay focused and get to more actual grow talk. It says recently, I started some autos, which I've saved to make seeds. So you've got some auto flowers going. that is fun. I'm not an autoflower grower or breeder, but more power to everybody out there working with autoflowers. There's a seed and a plant for everybody and a grower for every seed is how I feel. It does go on. It says, I saved one seed from each pack to do this. I'm wondering if you have any experience using colloidal silver no i do not use colloidal silver i strongly heavily highly prefer silver thiosulfate it's much more effective it works much better on the plants it doesn't take as many spray applications and i think it's less stressful overall to the plant so i don't use uh, colloidal silver i make my own silver thiosulfate which i've done a full podcast on making sts it's called my sts mix or something like that you can watch that episode i'll put a link in the video description Then it goes on. It says, I only want to herm one branch and not the whole plant. Let me drop this paper and talk about this. If that plant is a herm in any way, you do not want to breed with it. Let me explain this. When we're making feminized seeds, there is no hermaphrodite, no intersex. That word does not exist when it comes to making fem seeds. If you are working with a plant that is a herm, a hermaphrodite, an intersex plant, you are going to have a failure of a feminized project. I know I'm being very critical, but I want to make this clear. A lot of people think that fem seeds have some sort of intersex or hermaphrodite trait or gene or magic to them. That is very untrue. Let me explain this. When I I make feminized seeds, I make a lot of fem seeds. I sell a lot of fem seeds. You guys grow my fem seeds. You're very satisfied with them. That tells me that uh, I'm doing it right. So here's what I'm doing. Before I use a plant to make fem seeds or any seeds with it, I grow that plant and I purposefully stress the shit out of that plant. I want to cause that plant problems and turmoil because I want to see how it reacts under pressure. If the plants that I'm growing with show me intersex traits, hermaphroditism, uh, what else did you call it? Hermes is the other word I saw today. If the plant is intersex in any way, it does not get used in a breeding project because that intersex trait will carry through into my breeding and you guys do not deserve or want intersex plants in your garden. So I eliminate those. The female plants I'm using in my feminized projects are stress-tested to a rigorous level. They are not intersex. What I am doing is spraying the plants with silver thiosulfate. What is happening is the thiosulfate is helping the silver enter the plant and get into the plant system. That silver then disrupts the copper movement in the plant. That plant then has an ethylene reaction, which causes it to produce anthers which contain only female pollen here's an important part the pollen is only female pollen because that plant is only a female it is not intersex it is not a boy it is 100 percent a female so i'm taking a female plant and i'm doing science to it science magic and nature all meet i treat it with the chemical that plant then creates pollen sacs, which only contain female pollen there's no male there's no intersex there's no hermaphrodite those words are not involved at all. And then I use that female pollen from that tried, true, tested female plant that's been reversed, and I put that on another tried, true, and tested female, maybe the same female, maybe a clone of the same female, and we make fem seeds. So that is my rant and my disclaimer to get me started here to talk about your fem seed project. Now let's talk a little bit about, more about what you actually asked. Now, for the sake of this conversation, I am going to replace the word herm with reverse because that is what we are attempting to do we want to reverse a plant we want to turn it from a female into a pollen donating female plant that is what we call reversing it so let's talk about that i only want to reverse is what we're going to say so now it goes on it says i only want to reverse one branch of each plant not the entire plant i'm not crossing just pollinating the plants themselves any advice would be awesome if you already have an episode discussing this i will check it out Uh, I probably have done a full episode talking about this, but we're here. Let's talk about this. The first thing that got my attention is it sounds like you've got multiple plants you want to work with. I highly, very highly recommend you only mess with one reversal at a time. Pollen is microscopic. Pollen can travel. Pollen can get from one reversed plant over to the other reversed plant. And then we've got what I call a Mori Povich situation. Who is the baby daddy? Was it this plant or was it this plant? We're never going to know. So, what I recommend is only one reversal at a time. Don't mess this project up. We want to know what you've made. You want to self this plant, is what you want to do. You want to take, let me read and make sure. Yes. So, you've got, let's just say you've got, this doesn't exist. Don't get excited. Let's say you've got golden goat auto flower plants. You want to make, Golden goat autoflower plants. What I would do... Now, I did also just come up with another catch in my mind. I'm not familiar with breeding with autoflowers, so I'm not exactly how this is going to work. But in your scenario, if you want to self this plant, which is what you're doing, you're taking, uh, hypothetically, a golden goat autoflower and you want to make more golden goat autoflowers, since you've only got the one plant, you've got to reverse part of that plant and pollinate the other branch of that plant with the same pollen on the same plant. Otherwise you've got to get more seeds and put pollen from that plant onto another plant. Uh, But because you can't cut clones from the auto flowers, Uh, I'm a little bit confused when it comes to breeding with autos because I don't ever do this. Normally, you would take one auto, reverse it, pollinate autos, other autos, and that way you've got that pollen donor and you can just pollinate all the others. You don't have to worry about cloning anything, but you've only got the one plant. So you're going to have to reverse one branch or half of the plant, and then take that pollen and carefully apply it to the rest of the plant. Yes, that should work in theory. Notice I did say should. Let's talk about what happens. Sometimes when you attempt to reverse a plant, you will spray just a couple of branches to do what you're trying to do. Get some pollen from one side to pollinate the rest. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it's perfect. Other times the plant does not want to reverse. The hormones in that plant are so stubborn that when you treat these few branches, the hormones from the other part of the plant go, nah, we're not going to let it reverse. It's just so, so dominant or so powerful and who that plant is that you're not going to change it. Then other times we get the opposite. You try to reverse this one branch and the plants just got those hormones and it goes, watch me and the whole fucking plant reverses. So you've got three options. It may work beautifully. You may spray a couple of branches and isolate those and spray those, and those will pollinate, and you may be able to pollinate the rest of the plant. Or when you reverse that one side, the entire plant could reverse. Or when you go to reverse that one side, nothing could happen. So you've got three potential outcomes here. Like I said, normally, if you're working with the autoflowers, you would reverse one full plant and then use that as your pollen donor for multiple females. So that's going to be the catch here. And like I said, I'm not an autoflower breeder, so this is the, the closest I can get you with my experience with what I know. What I would recommend, what you're going to have to do probably to reach the goal you want, is grow that plant, reverse it, pollinate, uh, reverse one side and pollinate that other side of that plant with that plant. There's going to be a lot of obstacles. I don't know the timing of that. Most of the time, I know... I trigger the flowering phase. I spray the plant before flower, and then I can spray it at certain times during flower. Unless you know how long that plant veges or how tall it gets before it goes into flower, it's going to be hard to anticipate when to start spraying unless you spray immediately when you see pre-flowers or right when it goes into flower. But it's going to be a little bit challenging. Your question and your plan will work, but you're going to have some obstacles uh, number one, I recommend doing these two plants separately. The next catch is that you're worth working with the autoflowers. You get one shot per seed at this because you cannot clone it. So you've got to grow it, reverse half of it, and successfully pollinate the other side. And you get one shot. You get two shots. But man, I hope this works out for you. Uh, let me make sure I'm answering the question here. I want to reverse only one branch, not the whole plant, not crossing, just pollinating themselves. That should work. That is the way to do that that should work. But like I said, you got three options for outcomes. Uh, Any advice would be awesome if you already have. I've done an episode similar to this, but it is not about autoflower. So there's a lot of new caveats and obstacles in here. I hope I've answered your question. Let me give the disclaimer. I'm not an autoflower grower or breeder. So uh, I'm just talking about the experience I understand from photo period breeding. The hardest part is going to be the timing in my opinion, knowing when to start spraying. If you use the silver thiosulfate, you've got to spray it uh, one time about a week before flower and then day one of flower, which how do you determine that with an auto flower? Just kind of keep an eye on it. And I guess you get to decide when that happens, right? But you got to spray it the day one, day three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, 12, 15, 18, and 21. It's going to be challenging to time that. There is another spray out there. I cannot think of the name of it. I have not tried it, but they claim that you can spray a plant one time and it will reverse the plant. So maybe that's something worth looking into. It is quite expensive but if it does what you need done i've never thought of an instance where that spray would be worth the money suddenly this may be the appropriate application all right my dude flaccid jack Um, that's a great name i hope you're able to solve the flaccid problem Uh, i hope i helped you out making some autoflower seeds if you've got follow-up questions dude please do reach out because like I said, I'm not an autoflower breeder. So there are some things I'm going to miss in this question. If anybody out there has some feedback, any updates, any details, please leave it in the YouTube comments or send me an email at growfromyourheart@hotmail.com And Flacid Jack, please do send me your address because guess what? I owe you a free pack of Irie genetic seeds. That's right. I read your message here on the show. Seeds here now and I would be happy to send you a free pack of Irie genetic seeds. Please shoot me your address. Ladies and gentlemen, if you did not win a free pack of seeds on today's episode, don't feel left out. Don't feel discouraged. I've got a lot of emails here in front of me, and there are a lot more podcast episodes coming. Simply stay tuned, keep hanging out, keep tuning in. Maybe you'll win free seeds on a future episode. That is all the questions I've got for today's episode. I feel like I rambled on quite a bit on today's show. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Of course, if you have cultivation or cannabis culture questions, send those to the Grow Help tab. Go to my website, irigenetics.com. Click on the Grow Help tab. Send me your questions. I will read that on the air. And guess what? You'll win free seeds. Don't forget about that new drop coming to iRedirect. It should be live by the time this episode comes out. Go scoop some new shit at iRedirect.com. There will be Orangegasm, Lemon Jeffrey, Golden Goat, Bubble Goat, Chemical Cocktail, and a whole bunch of other great shit. Uh, what's the other one I forgot about? I can't even remember right now. So many on my mind. It's up there. Go get you some. There might even be some new shit if you're quick enough. Make sure you check out the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart support the co- the show. Of course, all the Patreon members do get the first heads up when things drop, and sometimes they even get cool coupon codes and free shipping. All right, let's wrap this podcast up, everybody. Thanks again for hanging out. I'll be back in a week with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy, Totally Dave. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker.